Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class, episode 94. Uh, I'm your host for today, Pete. I'm Joseph. And I'm Tyler. And today we're going to watch Colossal. You don't remember anything last night, huh? I got really melodramatic, didn't I? You told me that you weren't really on a vacation. So a beast trailer. So you can learn for a job for a year. Your Different. boyfriend didn't work out. You are out of control. What? I've packed two things. They're in the bedroom. What? And since you didn't have any money, you decided to move back here. Is there anything else? The unprecedented nature of this... Let's get that tangle. You know you're watching something that's going to change the course of history. You all right? Yeah. Uh, it's this nervous tick I have. I get this itch. That wasn't so... Oh, my God. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. They appeared. Same place. Exact same place. But it just made a bunch of weird hand gestures. The song definitely wasn't in the movie. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a strange strange trailer. Didn't match the movie at all. No. No, it did not. I, I read some trivia on um, IMDb about this and or some reviews, and some of the people said, yeah, the trailer made it seem like this like kind of rom-com sort of fun movie that you're going to get and it's very different rom-com yeah i don't know it, it did seem like the trailer made it sound like more a peppy and upbeat yeah not yeah. that it was, not this is a depressing movie or anything but uh kind of is though yeah, a little bit a little bit i mean <laughs> genocide <laughs> genocide <laughs> yeah i don't know about that genocide is an attempt to exterminate all of the people of a specific race yeah i mean not just one can- city well, we could. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, anyways, we'll get into Colossal to one of my picks um, on the wheel. It's first uh, f- a host chosen movie in six weeks. Six weeks of fan picks in a row. Yeah. And then now uh, my, one of my picks. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, find some charity, you lad. Now's the time for Gavin Chatter. Yes, time for Gavin Chatter. Joseph, what uh, what do you have for us today? Um, I only have one news story, and that is a callback to one of my one of the first news stories that I ever mentioned on this show. I think it was Whoa. maybe the second or third episode. Episode three, following. Yeah, following a movie of my choosing as well. Um, yeah. And um, it was a very lackluster uh, news story or no, it was a stream pick. Technically, it was a, I, yeah, it was a streaming pick. It was, yeah. a, it was a stream pick, but for the future. So I'm today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- today it's in my news segment just because I think it's 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 come back around. We we the podcast has lasted long enough. <laughs> we made it. You know, back when I said that, I was like, I don't. Know, we'll see how long this lasts, and then yeah. uh, now we're still here. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that news story or stream pick, whatever you want to call it, uh, is that Seinfeld was going to Netflix in 2021. Yeah. And now it is leaving Hulu this month since it was bought by the, uh, the rights were bought by Hulu in 2015. Yeah. Now it's leaving Hulu and going to Netflix. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That must, I can't even imagine the bill that was to get the rights for yeah, Seinfeld. No shit. So it's come full circle. Seinfeld, uh, Jerry Seinfeld bought another 12 Porsches. 
Yeah, it's got that. it's, it's got to be like over seven hundred million dollars. And Larry David, um, he bought a nice pair of socks. Yeah, for himself. Yeah. Do you think they're trying to like uh, fill the void of The Office because yes. The Office filled? Mm, uh, yes. Yeah, The Office left Netflix for uh, that Fakakta uh, uh, Peacock streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so now they're trying to scramble to find something to have a show on the background that everyone can watch, which I agree. Like, I think that Seinfeld is the perfect show to have on the background, what about, wait, much more than the office. Um, but, um, but yeah, so yeah, Hulu is leaving Seinfeld or Hulu is leaving Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. Exactly. A Seinfeld reference. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whether you know go. it or not, I had no idea. Yeah. There's an episode <laughs> where, uh, Georgia pre, breakups with somebody so that she doesn't break up with him first <laughs> to get her to stay with him. And then he goes to this whole thing of saying like, he's like, I have, I have hand, like the upper hand. Mm-hmm. He goes, I have hand. And then about at the end of the episode, um, she breaks up with him and she says, I'm breaking up with you. And then he goes, you can't break up with me. I have hand. And he goes, and she goes, and you're going to need it. And then, Ooh. <sighs> Oh man, that's a classic masturbation joke. Great stuff. Yes. Great stuff. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to hear the the clip of uh, your yes. initial? So this is me, two years younger. Yeah, episode uh, three. Oh my god. Following. Yeah. Yes. So I don't have a streaming pick per se, but I have some really good news for people who uh, love ninety sitcoms. Oh. Seinfeld <laughs> is uh, being put on Netflix in twenty twenty one. Um, which is a little oh, bit big news for Joe. Yeah. So one of the greatest sitcoms ever made. Um, it's coming. Netflix final <laughs> final solution to staying relevant. Yeah, since I mean they're losing the office and um, they trashed that garbage show Friends finally. Um, really, they got rid of Friends. Yeah. Oh wait, that's on NBC. So yeah, that would make sense. That pretty much. Too. Yeah. Pretty much just pep, pep, mirrors exactly what we just said. <laughs> oh my god! But Tyler's been mispronouncing words since the beginning. But well, it's <laughs> Netflix's fi- and also using a uh, Nazi references. His <laughs> final solution to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, it won't be on hilarious. Netflix until closer to the fall. Yeah. So there will be a gap in uh, a depression gap. That's you, fine. You're just gonna have to watch Next Generation. Yeah, I have the full oh. DVD collection, uh, but so uh, you'll be all right. Yeah, I'll yeah. Be fine. we're we're all gonna go through a heavy depression. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. If that's, <laughs> Summertime if that, sadness. Well, or something. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Uh, like, uh, who sings that? Is that Lana um, Del Rey? I was gonna say, um, or what's that? What's the one? Summertime. The, what's the girl with the green hair? Uh, Billy Eilish. Yeah, Billy Eilish. I thought yeah. that was her. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, I I <laughs> think that's great. Uh, especially for the fall time too, because everyone's going to be hungered in, you know, and everyone that I know of, uh, that I know of has a Netflix account. So I, (laughs) you know, of a lot of people. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I know of them. Yeah, I know of them, <laughs> but uh, but I, I feel like Seinfeld is gonna have like a sort of renaissance because you know like not a lot of people have Hulu like you know it just it feels like when you say to like you know the the, uh, the general public oh I have Hulu and they're just like what it's usually like it goes something like oh I just watched this movie last night and then the other person goes oh it's streaming on Hulu and they go oh I don't have that yeah exactly <laughs> you don't have HBO Max either. 
I've have regular HBO. Like, okay, boomer. Yeah, regular <laughs> HBO. It's like, what does that mean? Like, you're like, I have cable. Yeah, basically cable. Yeah, yeah. Well, do, that's you guys, great. do you guys have cable, Tyler yeah. and Joseph? No. I do not. No, I haven't had cable since. This is going to sound really hipster. Two thousand five. Once I moved out of the house after after I graduated, yeah. Uh, the only time I ever had cable in the house that I lived in was when I had roommates. So were you just watching like DVDs like the <clears throat> whole yeah, time? Yeah, I subscribed to Netflix, their send away service. Oh, that's awesome! Three DVDs at a time, baby. I watched that's the entire awesome. Breaking Bad series like that. I only had you... I only had Netflix, well, Netflix. I only had cable when I lived with my parents. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like a more so like older generation to have cable. Like it's like an expectation. It's that, and you're right. It's like a standard. That, and if you uh, if you follow sports, because that oh, was yeah. just about the only thing that was on the TV when I had roommates was uh, whatever game was playing. I feel like if sure. you have kids, you have to have cable. I feel like, uh, I feel like that's a requirement. Well, now they have Netflix Kids. Yeah, that's and true. Disney Plus. So fuck and everything. YouTube Kids yeah. too. I don't trust YouTube Kids. It sounds creepy. <laughs> is that is that your uh, only yep. story? That's it. All right. Only, a, only thing noteworthy happened. I'm actually really excited because I've only probably seen a third of the episodes of Seinfeld, so I think that'll be a good Phil show. Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll have to do that in 2022 after my quest for 500 is done. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I... I've All got, my time is spent with movies being shoved into my face. I mean, you know, uh, not uh, not to like be total plugging another show, but uh, WTF with Mark Marin, he did a interview with Jerry Seinfeld and that kind of like reinvigorated me to watch Seinfeld again because his cadence in his interview is much like the writing in Seinfeld. And so I started watching Seinfeld again. And those first early episodes, they're a little rough, but like you can see like the raw talent that Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld were creating. Like, and it wasn't even based on like, you know, like gross out humor or cursing or anything like it, it was a very much difficult comedy feat to create situations in which that, you know, like it required <laughs> Where, critical you? thinking. Okay. <laughs> so you like, so you like, Seinf- about so that. you like Seinfeld? I do. Yeah. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hot take. Yeah. All uh, right. What, what you got, Tyler? What's your actual story? All right. Well, uh, so... I was kind of surprised by this. Uh, are you guys familiar with the black exploitation film Blackula? Yeah, I've heard of it. I'm aware of it. You're aware of it. Okay. Yes. Well, so apparently they're, they are going to revamp it and do another Blackula movie in our modern times. Mm-hmm. And so essentially what the movie is, is Blackula is an ancient African prince who is cursed by Dracula after he fails to agree to end the slave trade. Blackula is entombed and awakens 200 years later, ready to avenge the death of his ancestors and of those responsible for robbing his people of their work, culture, heritage, as they appropriated it for profit. So this is kind of going to be like a revenge vampire story where like Blackula, he like he wakens and then he goes all ham on these whiteies. Blackula is a woke lord now. I, I wouldn't say woke lord. It's just like you know, he see he sees his uh, you know his brethren uh, still being subjected to uh, the the trials that he uh, witnessed mm-hmm. two hundred years ago. Is this going to be like a big budget or like a B movie? Uh, no. Well, from what I've read, it's going to be like a 
attempt at a big budget. Well, um, here, here's the, here's the deciding factor. Have we heard of the actor who's playing Blackula? No. Then it's not a big budget movie. Because uh, well. if you're gonna if you're gonna make a big budget movie and you're gonna headline it with somebody that you've never you've never heard of, that's uh, it's a risk. It is a risk, but I think that not that it can't be done, but. A movie like Blackula seems like something. It's like Michael Jai White is Blackula. Yeah. Or something directed like by Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, actually, it's not directed by uh, Jordan Steve Peele. Steve McQueen. It's <laughs> Ryan Coogler. <laughs> no. Uh, it's directed by a uh, white man. No, no. I, uh, I, should, right I really should have gotten the directors. I, I was just really Starring excited. Ryan Gosling as Blackula. <laughs> so I was just going to oh say that. <laughs> you know, I was really excited by the news, though, that they're going to like do like something more serious with the story because I feel like that, like Dracula making a uh, black man in Africa a vampire and then he's entombed and he's having his whole revenge story. Uh, against our modern society, I feel like that's a really good jumping-off point. It's a good concept. Yeah. What's a uh, wh- what's that other uh, vampire movie that has like a all-black cast? Count Chocula. No. <laughs> Count Chocula. Oh my god. That was insensitive. Uh, <laughs> no, I was. Isn't it like like Eddie Murphy's in it or something? Vampire oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I like I like the idea. There's is it Vampire in Brooklyn or it's something like, like that. It's like something like uh, there some, there's one with a K too. It's like cool, it's like an cool. American werewolf in London, but Ameri- at a, an American vampire in London or something. <laughs> random. I did see an interesting. Um, I did see an interesting quote unquote vampire movie starring a young black man named. Uh, it was called the Transfiguration. I think that's what it's called. It has some like long, kind of fake sounding word. Blade. And it's a young. <laughs> it's a young boy. In, I think he's in like Brooklyn or something, and he. He's really he's like obsessed with the vampires. It's set in the real mm-hmm. in the real world. It's not a fantasy world, and he's obsessed with vampires. And he thinks he's turning into a vampire or something. Mm. And he's, he's probably like twelve or thirteen. It's a really interesting concept. Yeah. So it uh, basically what they describe it as it's a modern reimagining of the uh, horror uh, black exploitation horror classic. So mm. I think I think it could be good. I think it could be well done. Um, my next news story is, so I kind of stray away from Marvel movies because they kind of are all the same. Okay. Uh, but what Marvel movie that I have been excited for is Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness, which why? because it's been described as like a cosmic horror movie. And it's not going to like follow the traditions of uh, regular Marvel movies, which are generally. I'm not excited about it because I didn't like Doctor Strange. The first movie was really not good. Yeah, it was. It was okay. It was, yeah. I like the effects on it. The effects were good, and the CGI was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's. Ex- I I also like the fact that Doctor Strange just uses his name as his superhero name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree, uh, but I just think that they're going to go into a different direction with Dr. Strange because with the comics, like he goes into some really crazy shit. And so Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness is supposed to be like a cosmic horror movie that he deals with like, uh, you know, interdimensional, like, uh, monsters. And Sam Raimi is going to be 
giving, uh, you know, direction. Not he's not a director, he's not a producer or anything, but he's going to be on set like a consultant. Yeah, a consultant, assistant yeah. director. Well, he he's might be, be PA. <laughs> PA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Tyler? Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Yes. What do you think about that? It was fine. Just like every other Marvel movie? It was fine. Uh, I think it was one of the better Marvel movies just because of the writing. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so Sam Raimi, he is going to be a part of the production of In the Multiverse of Madness, which kind of gets me excited because he has a really good eye for horror... Uh, how do you say? Uh, horror sets or concepts mm-hmm. because i mean you know like evil dead i, I mean actually well, even like, go he's iconic to yeah. even go back to Spider-Man. drag me drag me to hell Spider-Man too. Yeah, oh, drag, yeah drag me to hell army of darkness yeah uh, yeah exactly like he has a really concrete vision and i think that with him being in the loop of everything <clears throat> it could be a you know I was thinking like it could be like a uh, Hellboy, but a like Hellboy New Game Plus sort of like, thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you mean. I know I know what you mean by New Game Plus, but I don't know how you are relating it to. Well, because like you know, like uh, with Hellboy One, they were really like restrained with the technology that they had. Like you can see you mean Guillermo like in Del Toro's like vision, but you, you mean like. Production wise, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, once it once it comes out, you can give us a full review. So they're fully or, or armored. You can not watch it. They're fully armored up already. They're 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 leveled up, <laughs> and they have all the technology they need to make this movie. I I feel like they can <laughs> for at least a cosmic horror. I mean, like we saw the abortion of uh, uh, color out of space. So it's I, like I rewatched it. It was fine. Ugh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I enjoyed it much more the second time. I got to watch it again, too, though. Anyways, I apologize. Um, And then the last, certainly not least, Batman doesn't go down on people. Like, on people? According to DC. Yeah. According to DC, Batman does not give oral sex to his sexual partners. (laughs) Who said this? DC DC themselves. But but did they release a a, a press statement? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) They well, did. It was not. It was like in an interview or something. Okay. Right? Well, no, well, no, 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 no. It was a. It was like someone, like the interviewer, asking someone else, and then they were iterating information told to them by DC to the interviewer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No yeah. one officially from DC. Like I, I didn't get specific names from DC. Yeah. But the series creators of uh, the Harley Quinn show that's on HBO Max. Yeah. So apparently there was going to be a scene where Batman goes down on... Catwoman. Catwoman, yeah. And the DC uh, executives were just like, no, 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 no. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. How are we going to sell toys Like if you do that? And it's just like, okay, you already have like this adult animated show. It's a strong, it's a hard R. And, and, and they drop C bombs, but they cut. They and they that's where you draw. That's where you draw the line. Is Batman giving oral sex? Like I can't believe it. Like they, I, they I, said, I, uh, heroes don't do that. 
Yeah, I, yeah heroes are selfish lovers. Listen, there's there are rules for different intellectual properties. When you're <laughs> when you're drawing, if you become like a Disney artist, mm-hmm. there's rules for making characters cute. You're supposed to have like a certain <laughs> certain ratio of eyeball size to head size. Mm-hmm. If they're supposed to be like young and cute, they're supposed to have like an arched back and like a pot belly. <laughs> What? There, there's is that right? Yeah, there's production. There's a production like uh, quick like guides standards. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. like like standards. And when you're drawing a Simpsons character, w- when you're seeing it from the front or seeing them from the side, the ears have to be just a certain way, and the mouth has to look a certain way. It's like it's it's the rules for that property, and do whatever the fuck you want with Condiment Man and King Shark and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, but leave Batman as Polka the dot sa- man. Yeah, the sacred the sacred goat that he is. You know, he's. They don't want him munching down on a Catwoman. That's that's fine. Now Bruce Wayne. How is that uh, fine? No, no, I, I don't no, understand no, no, that. Batman. They say Batman. Yeah. They don't they say, say they don't say Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce oh, Wayne eats wow. poon. Yeah. You you got me there. But you know the, the thing that Bruce have, Wayne goes down on the first date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My man. Uh, but uh, I just I had a problem with it because it's like. Why does Batman even need to be sexual? Like when I, <laughs> then why do you have a problem with it? They're specifically saying we don't want to show him do that. No, because they, the, the reason why I have a problem with it is because they're saying, oh, this specific sexual act is not allowed with Batman. Yeah. Oh, so everything There's else is wrong with having a little sexualization in a kids movie. Yeah, Tyler, <laughs> you're contradicting yourself here. <laughs> That's not true at all. That was taken out of context. No, it no, was I, not. Yeah, and then I'm going to be hypocritical. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, fine, fine. You know what? No, I'm not being hypocritical. I just think that uh, there's a specific scene in the uh, Justice League animated series where uh, Wonder Woman is hitting on Batman in they're up on a uh, uh, on a building and they're looking for like some like criminal uh, mob boss and she's like oh don't you wish you could be down there and he's just like no like I, I I'm already a effed up kid uh, an effed <laughs> up rich kid that has enough problems and like I always thought like Batman, Batman said that yeah he did <laughs> well not verbatim but like I'm just kind of generalizing but I was I have always thought that Batman like was like celibate almost he's maybe, a billionaire maybe asexual he gets laid all I've, the time there is li- like he literally has sex with uh marion cotillard in uh, dark Knight rises yeah well and also my, also in the original batman he's uh wakes up next to the girl and then i can't remember who it is and then he's and then the next scene in there after they're done banging he's like hanging upside down like a bat yeah <laughs> He's sleeping with his like gravity boots on. I'm a bat. I'm just I'm just saying if they're like Mickey Mouse doesn't smoke cig- cigarettes, but he does smoke cigars. That, oh, that's yeah. a rule, you know. If you smoke I, cigarettes, you're encouraging smoking, but if you smoke cigars, you're just celebrating. I guess in my head canon, I I've always I always thought that like Batman like box. was no int- he had no interest in like outer relationships like If you're he, a billionaire, wouldn't you want to get laid all the time? No, not really. In Batman, be- I'm pretty uninterested in uh, physical you, touch. Are you telling us now? That's not what you told me <laughs> last night. Okay, Can, don't pull the curtain back. In the, either Dark Knight or Batman Begins, um, Alfred's telling him to lay low, and he says, "Well, how do I lay low?" And he's like, 
you know, you're supposed to be a billionaire playboy philanthropist or whatever, you know, yeah. act, act like it. And then it shows him pulling up in his Lamborghini to the restaurant with two, with two supermodels stacked on top of each other in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Is he just, he's just going to wish him a good night when he goes home after yeah. that? Yeah, that's, bet, a, that's in my head do. canon. That is in my head he's canon. Like, yeah, don't touch me. I know. It's like that scene in American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. That's the follow-up scene to the end of that. <laughs> well, anyways, I just, I'm just i just upset that they even had to even comment on it, like that they had to behind stop closed, it. It was all supposed to be behind closed doors. They had to stop the creator the saying access like- access to inf- information is too much nowadays. It's and you know like if they were really worried about like Batman going down on a woman, why even greenlight <laughs> a Harley Quinn show with and Batman and doing like, explicit stuff? Like I Batman, don't understand. Batman that. doesn't do explicit stuff in the show. All right, but with Robin, it's, a, it's a okay. <laughs> Rob, Rob, oh no, now Robin sucks mean dick. Oh, oh God. Okay. Robert goes, wow, I really said all of that. Okay. (laughs) Robin, Robin goes always. He's not, he's not bisexual. He's pansexual. Yeah. Anything that moves. Whatever. Have at it. (laughs) Oh my God. Any humanoid. um, (laughs) I I really don't want to hear my uh, childhood hero. uh, Robin. Dick Grayson. (laughs) Yeah. Robin. Yeah. What about Grace Dixon? My childhood hero, Robin. uh, (laughs) You know, gyrating wherever he may be. I, ju- um, I, I dressed up as Robin for Halloween as a kid. <laughs> With the short shorts I'll give you some nut milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You good? Last story? Uh, yeah, that was my uh, last news story. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, uh, I have one that Tyler's going to, uh, I think, enjoy or, okay. or maybe enrage him. I'm huh? not, not going to play the rage drop, though. Okay. Um, so they are making the new Hellraiser TV series. Mm-hmm. We know this. Mm-hmm. We well, do. Uh, I think we. I think Tyler talked about it. Yeah. long many moons ago. Mm. Talked um, about it like seven, eight episodes ago. I think it was probably more like twenty. Oh, wow. uh, but we, uh, we, we. What I didn't know is they're also going to reboot a movie as well, a Hellraiser movie. Mm. And they started releasing some casting choices. Oh! Tyler, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is where he's going to get real mad. They are casting a female pinhead. Pinhead will now be female, no longer the traditional Cenobite leader uh, oh, with the leather suit. What is his name? Pinhead. Oh, it's Pinhead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but is that I, like his character's name? He's like, I am Pinhead. I don't think he says it. No, he doesn't say it, but I'm not enraged by this because, first of all, I saw this news story mm-hmm. and I thought about it a lot. And I think the only <laughs> obvious... Off. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well oh, come on. Um, but... Uh, I think the only obvious choice. I watched this with my pants off. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> the only obvious choice is Tilda Swinton to. Ooh, that'd be a good choice. To have her be. I mean, she already played a bald Asian person in Doctor Strange. No. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, you can't go. I think Tilda Swinton may actually be a Cenobite. So it would be a good, a little I too know. obvious. Yeah. Yeah, her teeth are very. Uh, Yo, she could be that one. Yeah. <laughs> the one who can't even see the eyes. <laughs> You're like starring Luke Perry as, <laughs> as the fat one. Um, oh, rest in peace. Maybe we'll get Brendan Fraser for the for the thick one. Oh, um, that would be amazing. Well, the the really interesting thing about this though is that the original uh, the original book Pinhead was a like a nameless or a, a genderless being from another dimension. Mm-hmm. but um, was essentially 
described as very effeminate, so it was kind of as, as, as alluded that it was a female or closer to a female gender, mm-hmm. if you could even assign a gender to a yeah. immortal torture being. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so they're going full circle. They're rebooting and recasting it back to a gender swap, back to the original quote unquote gender, huh. which I thought is kind of funny. Um, so that, that I'll, I'll watch the new Hellraiser and kind of like what Tyler was yeah. kind of what Tyler was saying. <clears throat> uh, the technology's come around full circle. There's some really good practical effects and shit going on now. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be good. I, I mean, mean, yeah, I, I wasn't a super enthralled with the first Hellraiser, but some of the other ones were kind of more iconic, I think. I would say the second one is second the most probably, iconic. Yeah. The first one is like a really weird it's like, a like sl- mystery movie. Yeah, it's like a slow burn movie yeah. that just happens like they show up for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But they realized, oh, we got to get more of those uh, leather clad daddies on screen. Listen yeah. to our uh, Hellraiser scene reenactment. Oh, yeah. On our Halloween special from last year. Yeah. Oh, As Jerry Seinfeld yeah. and uh, Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. Um, oh. Since Tyler didn't do it, I will do the 1994 episode, 94 popular oh, movies. Oh, cool. Yeah, good. Go ahead. And I'm not going to do movies that I just. Oh, like. Are you saying I didn't have a list? Because I do have a list. No list. But you didn't mention it? Oh, no, no, I forgot. I was going to do it at the end. Go ahead. Movies that I know of, not may not necessarily have seen, but are noteworthy of mentioning. Nice. Uh, Legends nice. of the Fall. That's a good one. Big one. Mm-hmm. The Little Rascals. <laughs> Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon the Professional. Yes. Ooh, Page a, Master. I haven't seen oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little Giants. Angels in the Outfield. Junior, <laughs> Junior, <laughs> Junior. Uh, oh, Joe, Justin Gordon-Levitt is Angels in the Outfield. Yeah, yeah. Jogo. Clear and Present Danger. Harrison, another Harrison Ford dad movie <laughs> to pair with The Fugitive. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh, Forrest Gump. Did that one Best Picture that year. Uh, uh, it was nominated. It was to, yeah, because it, it, it probably won. It did. It beat Shawshank, and everyone was pissed. Really? Uh, yeah. It was like Forrest fucking Gump. Uh, Natural Born Killers. Pulp Fiction, Richie yeah, yeah. Rich, <laughs> usual usual suspects. Uh, the Mask, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Street Fighter movie starring John Clan Van Damme. Probably my favorite vampire movie. Interview with a Vampire. Um, yeah, Street Fighter was one of my. Uh, uh, it was on the screen a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, Speed. The first Speed movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. Damn, a good year. Dumb and Dumber. Damn, really two iconic year. Jim Carrey movies. Same and, year, huh? Yeah, same yeah. year. That's kind of funny. Uh, Blank Check. Ooh, yes. And uh, Clerks. Yeah. I'd like to uh, so I'd like to mention also Quiz Show, underrated movie. It's mm. very, very, very um, entertaining. You know, I'm Quiz surprised show. that you didn't mention The Crow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, well, I just didn't see it. I'm, I'm literally just scanning through You didn't this. see <laughs> You didn't see The Crow. No, no, I, no, I'm saying his, I didn't see it in this list. Oh, okay. Because I just did the Tyler Noy research, uh, just Google 94 movie releases. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the trademark uh, research uh, quotient. Yeah. Right. Terminal Velocity. <laughs> oh, more. We've got more. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch. The Usual Suspects. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin Pollock's best work. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I told- yeah, 94 no, is a good year. Yeah, it was. It I can't was. wait till we get into like episode 112 and we're talking about like stuff when when we were kids. Hold on a second. I just want to cross uh, 
check something. Yeah, you're right. Crow was written ninety four. Oh, very nice. Just, oh, oh, okay. Just making sure. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, just yeah, just make sure. You know. Um, let's just get right into uh, streaming picks. Movies. Currently streaming live on the internet. Streaming in. I want my picks back. Streaming. Streaming into it. All right, I don't know who has the fucking pick. Streaming. That story is streaming elsewhere. You found the pick. Ah, yes. Uh, Joseph, what did you watch this week that you'll recommend to the listeners? Um, I have two streaming picks, but I do want to mention a movie that was also released in 1994 that okay. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere at the moment. Um, you can rent it on Prime Video. This was a Red Museum movie that I just, I literally oh, cool. just saw it. Um, that is a sort of Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas, not mm-hmm. necessarily a Christmas movie, but it is a comedy uh, starring uh, Dennis Leary, uh, Judy Davis, and the late Kevin Spacey. Um, <laughs> this is a comedy. It's called the Lake Kevin's. It's called The Ref. Oh, I've never seen it. And it is a, a, a like almost like a home invasion comedy movie where Dennis Leary uh, breaks into this house or he ends up in this house as he thinks he's running away from like something else that he mm-hmm, did. Mm-hmm. And he takes uh, Kevin Spacey and his wife hostage and like basically has to deal with them too like going through like a mid marriage crisis mm. and like he has to play like this marriage counselor type character <laughs> as a ho- as a, as a criminal. That's kind basically. of, that's kind of funny. It's pretty funny. Directed uh, by Ted Demi also directed John Q rounders and blow. Yeah. Not bad. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's uh that's a recommendation. Cool. Um, but, streaming on hoopla. Oh, cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I have two stream picks, um, this week, both streaming, on um the elusive hulu uh no on hbo max and um as uh, we uh we recall from last week i streamed picked harry potter oh one, yeah one and two and now i am streaming picking harry potter three and four <laughs> harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban that is great news and harry potter and the goblet of fire <laughs> okay after watching uh, the first two uh and then watching these two uh, these two movies, Prisoner of Azkaban and Godfire, are really good. Yeah, the Prisoner of Azkaban, I really remember enjoying that quite a bit. It's, they're like, yeah, it's just like, the first two are like, yeah, they're good, like kids' movies. And then these two are like, oh. Gary Oldman shows up, and yeah. that's when shit goes down. It get, mm-hmm. Each one gets darker mm-hmm. and darker as it moves on, it seems like. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> Go- Goblet of Fire, Harry has like this big, uh, Shaggy hair. It was really weird. Um, it's like Ringo Starr. But uh, Justin yeah. Bieber. Prisoner of Azkaban, really good. Uh, basically, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban is Sirius Black, played by Gary Oldman. Um, and um, he thinks that Sirius Black is out to kill him as he escapes from Azkaban. And he, he also thinks that he... Uh, betrayed his parents, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why they were killed. Um, then things happen. This was directed by Alfonso Cuaron, also. No shit. Yeah. Alfonso, wow, I had no idea. Director of Children of Men and Gravity, and uh, no, no wonder is the well made and Roma. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I love Cuaron. So yeah, Prince of Azkaban, HBO Max, HBO Max still having problems. Yeah. Uh, right. Really, really annoying. You got to stop like every thirty minutes and reset it. I know. So annoying. Um. Should, yeah. We should write into uh, Jerry HBO. 
or Steve or Tim HBO, whatever his name Mr. is. Mr. HBO. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff. The Dementas are uh, in this one. Uh, <laughs> suck, you, suck your soul out. Um, <laughs> the, the, the classic Expecto Patronum is brought into this. Um, yep. Time traveling is in this. Yeah, Real, I like the time travel aspect. Really cool. That's in Prisoner Azkaban. Yeah. Um, really well done. Um, and then like I got into like the whole, I was like in my primer, <laughs> like after having watched primer, I was like, all right, when does the loop start? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and I, so I, let me it, ask you, let me ask you this. If you don't want to go back and watch the originals, how much do you think you'll miss if you just jump right into Azkaban? Um, like, are you going to, is there going to be diminishing returns on that? Because the story gets a little complicated there. Does it, does it do a good job like catching the audience up? Um, I don't know about catching the audience up, but I, I feel like if you, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I would just watch the other two. I might, I might go in blind and just watch Azkaban again uh, yeah. this week just I mean, to see. If I mean, you ha- I would say it's a good standalone. If you had no knowledge of anything harry potter related then i feel like you would be confused okay <laughs> oh really uh, yeah. oh i i don't know there's there's some pretty heavy it, it would be like clues. oh man i wish i would knew more about these uh characters oh there's two movies before this oh, i'll watch those i know do i need to read all four books before i watch this <laughs> no nah. you don't need to read anything okay um and then goblet of, goblet of fire is uh the introduction of cedric diggory played by robert pattinson a very, oh, very young yeah. and handsome robert pattinson uh, got that jawline just f- as rigid as mm-hmm. sharp as ever. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know how old he was, so that's as far as I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, basically, the Goblet of Fire is like this. I don't know if it's. I can't remember if it's an. And it's a very special event. It's a tournament. So, yeah, it's a big tournament, uh, and they a pit. Uh, they, they kill kids. They pick one student from three different schools. Um, to compete in this goblet of fire, in the in the prizes, eternal glory. Yeah, whatever the sweet. Fuck, whatever the fuck that means. Um, and then um, you just put it on your CV. Yeah, you know. and uh, yeah, because they're in England. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so there's this big uh, goblet that people put their names in. The students put in, like this is Russian school, and there's like this all female school that show up, and uh, and then there's Hogwarts, obviously, where it's being hosted. Yeah. And then uh, everybody puts their names in from the school who's over the age of 17. Um, and uh, only three students would be chosen in the, in the rules. But Harry Potter's name gets chosen and Dumbledore gets all mm. pissy. He's like, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Did you put your name in the Goblet? Yeah. 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 That, that was Damn funny. ye! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he looks, he looks at him and goes, and it's like a it's magically a same, same binding, energy. it's a magically yeah. binding contract too. Like if you put your like paper name like into this goblet, it's like, yeah. like I always wonder, it's like, well, what if I don't compete? Like, are, that's are you what gonna, I wonder too. Are you going to die? Like wait, wait. you're bound, you're bound by a magical contract somehow. I don't know what's going to happen. The hell does that mean? It's probably explained in the book, but they don't explain in the movie. So no, it isn't. It's the actually. same thing was uh, in the Santa Claus when he, when he kills Santa, <laughs> oh, yeah. p- p- puts the pants on, and oh, fuck now, <laughs> you're stuck. Yeah. So he's uh, magically obliged to compete into this uh, Goblet of Fire tournament, which is a uh, first uh, level, first stage is uh, fighting a dragon. 
Um, oh, not really, not really fighting a dragon, but you're trying to get something from the dragon that the dragon is guarding. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then you have to, then it's like a riddle. You have to like take this fucking egg and then it's like, take it. Uh, it, it's the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. then the final one is a maze. Um, and then Voldemort's back. He's back. Um, there's a whole standoff, you know, no spoiler alert. Uh, Voldemort's back. Oh, the um, movie's been out for like, what, 20 years now? And like, uh, it's, it's pretty funny watching, uh, you see, you finally see uh, Rafe Fiennes as uh, the Voldemort. Uh, no nose. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah. How do they do that? How do they make him? How do they make him? The no nose. I mean, he's, he's wearing like a skin helmet. <laughs> oh really? I mean, it's, his whole head is just Skin smoothed helmet. over. Yeah, basically. Mm. Um, but I can see those handsome eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so he's Voldemort makes his return. You know, you see, like they drop him as like the little skin, like little baby, like uh, at the end of it, you like see, like the troll, uh, the troll Hittite. Oh uh, yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So they they drop like little tiny baby skinny Voldemort into this cauldron. <laughs> and then it's like they like take Harry Potter's blood and some other things, and, then, and uh, he's like, and then he emerges up Voldemort wearing a black cloak. Great hmm. stuff. There's a great scene in Prison Raskaban. Well, it's not a great scene, but it's a funny scene where uh, uh, Peter Pettigrew shows up. He, he was the rat the whole time. Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it was Scabba's. Um, Oh, that's right. And uh, he gets turned back into Peter Pettigrew. Mm. He's been a rat for like 12 years, by the way. <laughs> All his that. damn life, actually. His whole life he's been a rat. Um, and uh, there's a scene where uh, someone comes in and like shoots, uh, he goes, shoots a wand. It doesn't expel Yamas. Mm-hmm. At the at the guy's hand, so he drops the wand. Mm-hmm. So he walks in, he goes, expel Yamas! But the sound effect they used mm-hmm. for the... <laughs> Like the 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 spell landing on the guy's hand, it was like, expel the amas. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's all they could come up with. <laughs> Who did the foley on that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, uh, Goblet of Fire, Harry Potter, really entertaining. HBO Max, but yeah, all HBO, baby. All right, wow. cool. Thank you, Joseph. I'm on my I'm on my quest. Quest for seven, eight. Quest for eight Harry Potters. Well, wow. I think there's nine because they made the split the last movie the two. Yeah, they did Death of Hollow. Oh, no, it's an eight. Fil- no, you're right. It's an eight film collection. That's what it says. Mm. It was a mm. seven book series, and they, yeah, they split the last book into mm-hmm. two movies. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Tyler, what do you have for us for streaming picks? Uh, so I've been on an IMDb TV kick recently they've <sighs> going on a lot of kicks can't get enough of that you watch two movies in a row from a specific service you're instantly on a kick that's right that's I right i'm on a kick that's right yeah yeah i discovered I'm on a pretzel a- kick right now yeah, yeah. Well, i had a bag the other day you oh, know wow, i've really nice. been on a water kick been drinking a lot of it lately uh food well, too yeah you know it i i call I, me a food I, addict I, yeah i've been on a water kick too because it you know ensures my survival but um <laughs> yeah so i i bet i downloaded the imdv I-N-D-B-T-V. <laughs> Sorry, it's a tongue twister. Sound uh, like a goddamn parody. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so anyways, I downloaded the app and I watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind starring Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Mm. Uh, I think this was brought up before. Uh, I don't think so. Not on the show. Probably, <clears throat> maybe. I don't know. Regardless, love, I watched, love that movie. I watched it again and, oh man, like... 
the sci-fi in that movie is just like a real chef's kiss because like it doesn't pound your head on how it's supposed to work. It's you're just supposed to accept that it, it is happening. Like this is what is going on. And mm. it's all about like him forgetting memories, uh Jim Carrey's character. And mm-hmm. I didn't really like the ending. Like I thought that, you know, he would like accept that that relationship was over and then he would go his separate way and like, you know, find himself. But then they end up, you know, spoiler alerts, but they end up finding uh, themselves back together again. And it's just like, okay, so they're going to continue the cycle. That's why it's sad. I know. I think it's fitting. Well, yeah. And I was just kind of thinking like, I mean, you know, he's going to, go through a memory loss again it's like how many memory loss like processes can he go through until yeah. he's just like it's like a weird ultra- version of time travel yeah yeah that's a that's an interesting- time is a flat circle tyler oh yeah arrival no no well that no that's literally what arrival was about was that time yeah. was a circle like not a not a flat circle uh-huh. This will, time is a sphere. This right, will come up. Right, this will come up again I, later. I don't, later I don't on understand in the, show. the disparaging it's uh, a quote. comments. Uh, it's a quote from something else. We'll fine. Talk about it in a second. Anyways, it's Continue. a good movie, yeah. and uh, you know, <laughs> it's on IMDb TV. IMDb. IMDb. IMDb TV. Say it louder for the people in the back. There is ads with it, so like you know, like if you don't like ads, like it'll just be me going. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's how I exactly. That's how I was. What What else did you watch on IMDb TV? Uh, nothing else. Uh, well, actually, I did, but I wasn't gonna bring it up because it's kind of like the same shit. Like I watched Fine. Aliens. I watched the first Alien. Uh, All right. You know, those are both streaming too, Bob. Anyways, um, but I did watch and I have stream picked this before. Uh, Let the right one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the uh, famous vampire movie with the uh, Sweden. Yeah, from uh, yeah Sweden. Yeah, I, I was thinking Norway for some reason, but yeah, it is Sweden. Uh, and it's about this little girl mm-hmm. or don't quote spoil, unquote, don't spoil it. Quote unquote little girl who makes friends with this uh, schoolboy named Oscar and. Bunch of vampire stuff happens. And she's the right one. Uh, well, I mean, kind of. I mean, there is a scene. <laughs> He's that, the right one. There is a scene. There is a scene that is very unsettling, where she goes into his apartment uninvited, and she starts like shaking and like bleeding out of all of her orifices uh, because Don't she's spoil a spoil it. It, 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 this movie is like 15 years old. Like, it, there, I feel like not enough people have seen this. This is a this is a good streaming pick because people should watch it, and it's it's unexpected in a lot of ways, especially sure. the final scene in, oh, in the pool. Yeah, that's uh, all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that, in the pool with the ice pick. <laughs> I actually, I would say the very very end scene is the most surprising. All right, uh, I would love to get even into- more ender than the end scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because that's that's like the climax, but like the mm-hmm. right before the credits, mm-hmm. that scene, like I, I would love to get into this movie and I may put it on the wheel. Um but anyways, uh yeah. So uh Where's that streaming? Amazon Prime. Uh so yeah, I watched those two movies this week and uh yeah, great, great stuff. Very heavy subject matter though. Yeah. So like, Good you picks. know, if you're looking for uh, you know, a light movie night 
do not watch these. <laughs> They're very, very heavy. Um, all right, cool. Thank you, Tyler. Um, I'm going to go through, I got a couple interesting streaming picks. Probably the biggest thing that I, I wanted to talk about, the, our listener, Michael Greaves, who's had a couple of fan picks on the wheel, has encouraged me to watch True Detective Season 1. Joseph mm. also um, been encouraging me to watch it, and I did. I, last week I talked about how I watched uh, the first couple episodes of Season 1. I powered mm. through the rest of them. There's only eight. They're like 55 minutes apiece, and basically like every two episodes feels like its own movie. There's, it's on HBO Max as well. Yeah. And I really, really must implore our classmates that are listening right now to watch this goddamn show. It is so good. The acting, cinematography, direction, set design, music, story, writing, everything in it, it's, it's, it feels dirty to call it a TV show mm-hmm. or like an HBO series because it is better than most movies you'll you'll encounter. It's probably mm. some of the some of the better like I hate to use the word content for something like this, but it's some of the better content I've ever seen. It's really really fucking good. In the season finale, he uh, was someone like he truly was a detective. I really was hoping the last scene that <laughs> somebody true. would say, you know, Rust. He may have been a son of a bitch, but he was he was at he the was end, a true at, detective. At the end of the day, he was a true detective. <laughs> <laughs> it re- kind of would have like I would have laughed inside. It would have diminished. I think the series a tiny bit, but I would have been worth it. So yeah, so True Detective basically follows uh, Matthew McConaughey's character. Um, Rust, um, he has a longer name, Rustin Rust Cole. Cole. Rust Cole, and uh, and Woody Harrelson's character, uh, Detective Hart, I believe, mm. and they are giving interviews in present day to a couple of other detectives on their former task force that they used to be on, and it's seventeen years after this big bust that they had and this big case that they broke, and they're recanting this story about this bust from seventeen years prior, and it's in present day. It takes about four episodes to get through all of that, and once you, the last two episodes is more is set in the present day, mm. and it is the storytelling is so specific and deliberate. It's like you can tell that the film, the the writer had a, a specific vision, and one of the interesting things about this series is that you know you see a lot of TV series or like um, streaming series, and even sitcoms and just about anything you watch that's serialized anymore. They'll do some episodes are directed by this person, some episodes are directed by that person, and there's like a writing staff, and they have like a lead writer, but then there's also writers underneath them. This was really written by um, one specific person through the entire series, and you can tell it was a it was a it was a, a standalone thing, like a movie. Mm-hmm. It has the beginning, middle, and end, and that's it. And the entire also series was directed by Kerry Fukunaga, Fukunawa, Fukunagi, or Fukunaga. Uh, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. I think it's Fukunaga, yeah. And um, <clears throat> God, it's so good. It's really, really good. And I, I've heard mixed uh, opinions about the uh, um, Series 2, Season 2, Season 3, so I don't know if I'm going to go through and watch them or not. I might just save that for next year once I'm done with my 500 movie quest. But uh, it's, it's really good. And I don't want to say really a whole lot about it, but McConaughey is... One of the greats after watching this. I mean, he was, he's fantastic. I loved him in Dallas Buyers Club. I loved mm. him in a lot of, a lot of stuff I've seen him in. Mm. And he, 
he does kind of get typecasted as a specific person, but the character of Rust is so fucking great. Yeah. It's really, really good. And it's it's a it's a crime drama that also has a lot of humanistic elements about relationships between two people and two partners that are nothing alike being paired up with each other and what that means and marriages and failed marriages and it there is there's a lot to unpack there. So um Eight hours goes by real fast. It's it's eight fifty five minute long episodes, and it, it went by really quick. I couldn't get enough. I I wanted to watch four a day, mm. and I watched wow. them on the weeknights, and could only watch two, you know, per day. And I wanted more. As soon as it was done, I wanted more. So yeah. After watching that, um, this is not a streaming pick per se because you have to pay for it. But I watched Sin Nombre, which is Kerry Fukunaga's um, prior mo- one of the his prior movies he made before Beast of No Nation. And, uh, that was, I had to pay like four bucks for that on YouTube and I did it gladly. And also, that was also fantastic. Um, it's a little bit dark and it's, it, it tells a story about a family of immigrants coming north from Honduras through Mexico on a train to the border to try to cross the border to America and start a better life. And there's a, there's a, the main story is about, um, a, like a Mexican gangster, he's in the MS-13 and he turns his back on his on his gang and he's hunted by them along this train track and um but the real heart of the story is like the plight and struggle and journey of these immigrants from terrible situations and all the terrible things that they would do to get into the prospect of a better life in America mm-hmm. and it's uh it's just it's really beautifully shot and in the in all the dirtiness and all the <laughs> fucked up situations, there's still just a lot of like humanistic elements to it. And it's, it shows a lot of things that you never even would have thought about. And just watching their journey to get from the Honduras up to America was, uh, was pretty, is pretty intense. It's really, really intense. It, it had a, a little bit of a vibe of, um, city of God. You guys seen that one? City of God. No. City of God. It's like a Brazilian slum. Oh yeah, and I, I, young, I'm familiar with young the movie. thugs turning into older gangster thugs, and yeah. this like slum. Oh, great, great movie. Really depressing, but great. So, uh, seen Nombre also not streaming anywhere. And then uh, just super quick on Canopy, there was this. Uh, uh, what are, it's it's a what do they call it when they have three directors directing the same thing, like an anthology or something? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's like. There's three stories told in this like 90 minute yeah, loop it's an movie. Anthology. Yeah, it's like an anthology movie. Okay, so the three directors in this it's called Tokyo, exclamation point in 2008. Tokyo, Tokyo, and the three directors are Leos Carax from Holy Holy Motors and a bunch of other really really weird movies, uh, Lovers on the Bridge, I think, is him, and uh, he's a French director, and um, Bong Joon Ho, and um, uh, Michelle Gondry, also another oh. French director who was from Eternal Sunshine, who was mm. writer of Eternal Sunshine. And there are three stories all set in Tokyo, and there's three very, very specific styles of them. And I, I, I know all three of the directors, and I thought, this is interesting. This is 20, you know, 12 years ago or whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of interesting to see like the beginnings of, maybe not the very beginnings of their careers, but the three really, really specifically directed tales all put together um i thought that was kind of neat and it's a free watch it's on canopy it was weird it's not it's not a high recommend but if you're a cinephile and you want to see kind of where some of these directors came from 
uh, each each moot story, even if it's not your cup of tea, only lasts about thirty minutes. So hmm. that's a uh, Tokyo streaming on Canopy from two thousand eight. Canopy. Huh? But forget all that. Watch True Detective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of where I was like getting to. I watch was just, like, True Detective. I well, think, yeah. Welcome to the Pete Club. Oh, welcome to the club, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Pete Club. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. Th- thank you for for the recommendation. There's certain there's certain movies and. I guess in this, I would call this more like a really long movie. Yeah. That once someone recommends it to me and I finally watch it, I have to like go out of my way to say thank you to whoever <laughs> recommended it to me because this is, this is fucking good. It's really good. So anyways, time for Colossal. Mm. Um, and we have a special treat today. Um, I'll, yeah. give a, I'll give a quick synopsis on the movie and then I want I'll, I'll reveal our, our little treat. Um, Colossal 2016, starring Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, also featuring Austin Stowell as his dim-witted friend, Tim Blake Nelson, Barfly, and Dan Stevens, her ex-boyfriend. This is directed by Nacho Vigalondo, and he is uh, notably the writer, he actually wrote it too, I'm sorry, writer and director, and he's also the writer and director of a great time travel movie, Spanish language time travel movie called Time Crimes, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of surprising because these don't feel anything alike. Um, this is almost like his introduction to American cinema. Oh, okay. But uh, the guy's just, the story of Time Crimes and the way it unfolds and then the story of Colossal are super unique uh, yeah, sure. ideas. So uh, the guy's got a really interesting uh, uh, mind. And we watched this on Hulu, streaming on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you're a millennial, you have it. If you're a boomer, maybe not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. not universally loved, not universally hated, just kind of an interesting movie that kind of, I think, it splits splits the crowd. So I'm curious to see what you guys think about kinda it. Kind of went under the radar. Yeah. I remember seeing a trailer when it came out or seeing something about it when it came out. I was like, that looks interesting. But I never, I never watched it. I didn't even hear about it until years after it was released. So kind of, kind of snuck up on me. I think I watched it two years ago, a couple years after it came out. So we are about to uh, connect with uh, a gentleman named Robert Kelly. He's the host of a another podcast called Dis- uh, "Record All Monsters." Mm-hmm. It's a it's a monster movie themed podcast, and Robert. I don't know if he would describe himself this way, but I would definitely describe him as a movie monster historian. The amount of knowledge that he has on kaiju and monster monsters in cinema is uh, breathtaking. So um, we have uh, Robert joining us through the internet right now, and we're going to have a quick conversation with him about Colossal and the history of movies and uh, monsters in movies. And, and uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Okay, so we're, we're joined by monster movie historian Robert Kelly. He's the host of the Record All Monsters podcast, available everywhere podcasts are found. And um, I got to say, I've listened to some episodes, and the dude knows just about everything you can, uh, you can know about monster movies, directors, and whatnot. Uh, Robert, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. So you're live with us. You have uh, Joseph Tyler and myself here, and uh, we're getting ready to talk about Colossal. Um, it's our movie this week. And what's what's your familiarity with the movie? Well, uh, I saw it uh, the opening weekend. It was a small release, but we had an Alamo Draft House at the time, so I was able to see it, and uh, I, I enjoyed it. I saw it with my my fiance then, and um, we bought it as soon as it came out on 
DVD, watched it a few times. I watched it again in prep for this. Nice. Um, yeah, I like it. <laughs> and in, in, as far as like monster movies go, obviously it takes the, the kaiju trope and kind of introduces some new elements of like where they come from and all that kind of stuff and kind of turns it on its head a little bit. How, how do you, how, how did you feel as just knowing what you know about monster movies and the concept? I thought it was very creative, you know, the, just the, the tagline for it, you know? Right. I, I agree. It's very creative. And the, the thing with giant monster movies is the very best ones, possibly with the exception of the original King Kong, um, all mean something else. The monster isn't only the monster. The monster is uh, a metaphor, a representation, an analogy. Take your pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to keep giant monster movies relevant, they're going to have to evolve. Uh, I love the genre. I love the old school weird ones, but I recognize that that's not going to live. That's not going to grab a new audience. And I think something like Colossal where the monster is indicative of, you know, toxic relationships with yourself and others Mm -hmm. uh, is a great direction to take this sort of thing because the monster has to represent something for the movie to mean something. Sure. That is interesting. Yeah. I like that. And have you, are there any other movies that, cause I can't think of off the top of my head where the, the monsters teleport in, I don't know, like the people can see that they've teleported in or out of their destruction zone. No, I, I think that's completely novel. I think the closest thing is probably Pacific Rim where they're coming through that uh, interdimensional rift at the bottom of the ocean. But even then, they've got to travel to wherever they're going to try to destroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's pretty different. And it's it's a novel idea and it works really well. Uh, did you, I'm, 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 this is a stupid question, but did you watch uh, Godzilla vs. Kong? I, I certainly did. <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's it's just so much fun, and it doesn't have a whole lot of deeper stuff on its mind. Whereas the original uh, Godzilla versus uh, King Kong versus Godzilla from 1962 had you know a lot of stuff to say about the military-industrial complex and uh, television and how popular culture is getting dumber. Mm-hmm. This one was mostly <laughs> about an illustration of popular culture getting dumber. Uh, this one is mostly about a monkey fighting a giant dinosaur. <laughs> You, I wonder. Uh, but, I, I wonder if. Um, I wonder if the writer director like kind of put that because there were some definite homages to some scenes, some old like mm-hmm. cl- classic monster movie scenes in the new uh, the new Godzilla versus Kong. I wonder if they threw that in as the media dumbing down. I, I wouldn't be surprised because there are some there are some smarter elements to that movie. There are a few things, uh, you know, like corporate overreach stuff like that that are very true to like the general themings of Godzilla and Kong films. Uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about it was th- there are a lot of deep cut references to to various things throughout the film franchises. Uh, for example, in the movie King Kong Escapes, um, an, a supervillain named Doctor Who uh, <laughs> kidnapped King Kong uh, in, in a giant net in helicopters, like in the a uh, new movie. Oh wow! And forces him underground to mine for something called Element X that he wants to use <laughs> to power uh, a nuclear arsenal for a mysterious country coded to be China. But um, 
also to power his own giant robot, Mechanicong. So they, they took a lot of things straight from it. <laughs> Mechanicon. That's funny. I never yeah. heard of Mechanicong. Wow. Yes, Mechanicong. 1967's King Kong Escapes. That's then is that the uh is that the answer to Mecha Godzilla? Uh that he actually predates Mecha Godzilla. No Whoa. shit. Yeah. Mechanicong. Mecha Godzilla debuted in 1974, Mechanicong in 1967. That's wow. really that's really interesting. Um I uh, if you were to like if you were to say in the last and let's just say 20 years or so what's what's your favorite kaiju giant monster movie or even smaller version like a creature feature it's happened in the last you know couple decades oh of the last 20 years of the last 20 years that's difficult i might go the the monster verse has kind of been the go-to and i might go with godzilla king of the monsters or with kong skull island but it has to be pacific rim Ooh. um Again, you're doing a lot of new stuff, but mostly by blending a lot of old stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it's just so much fun. What, uh, the one of the things that I thought that was really surprising about listening to your show was that there's so many titles that I, I, I don't even like just, just logistically don't even make sense to me. Like King Kong versus Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. how, how does how, how does something, how does that even work? Frankenstein can, is going to get squished like a bug. Well, so the premise for King Kong versus Frankenstein, Willis O'Brien, who was the stop motion animator for the original King Kong, the silent film Lost World from the 20s, um, he came up with the idea trying to get back on top of things after a remake of The Lost World with Irwin Allen fell through. Mm-hmm. And didn't it just he didn't end up actually doing any effects for it. They just glinded, glued fins and frills on lizards. <laughs> what? <laughs> Real, like actual yeah, lizards? On the actual Lizards, baby alligators, Gila monsters. Ah, that's great. Um, so he was like, well, let me see if I can get another King Kong movie off the ground. And what was going to happen in that was he was going to have a descendant of Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein together, a uh, a giant animal mm-hmm. uh, from like with like elephant legs and gorilla arms. <laughs> and oh, my God. And uh, it was going to fight King Kong in San Francisco, and they were going to tumble off the Golden Gate Bridge. And that fell through. That was sold through an American producer named John Beck to Toho, which threw out Frankenstein and brought in Godzilla. Um, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you this. What's your favorite monster movie then? Big question. That's a very big question. That's like asking me to choose between children um, <laughs> well i mean every parent has their favorite child that's true i have mine <laughs> <laughs> well you know if i last night um just while i was cleaning up around the house i threw on <laughs> godzilla versus gigan gigan um yeah that's from 1972 it was released in the u.s uh, about five years later under the title godzilla on monster island oh um, okay and it's uh it's a lot of fun. Debut of the monster Gigan, King Ghidorah comes back. It's pretty silly, but I enjoy it. And I generally gravitate toward the sillier one. So I won't say which one's my favorite. Yeah. But if I'm just gonna throw one on for a good time, it's probably gonna be something from the late sixties, early seventies. Would you consider Alien a monster movie? <laughs> a, a monster movie? Yes. A giant monster movie, no. Okay. And uh 
did you see did you see crawl? I don't know if that considers as a creature feature. I call That's it. That's definitely feature. a creature feature. Yes, it. and I enjoyed that very much. Best one dollar I ever spent on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> now you've answered. What's the your favorite monster movie? What's when your opinion the worst monster Ooh, movie or some, something near the bottom? That's an interesting question because you're going to get different criteria from different people. Uh-huh. Um. Zarkor, the creature from Venus, is <laughs> one from Full Moon Features in the 90s. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Full Moon Features. They mm-hmm. did stuff like uh, the Puppet Master and Evil mm-hmm. Toys. Oh, and shit. I love Puppet Master. The Ginger Dead Man. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> That's a great title. You're unlocking so, nostalgic memories. Uh, a guy named Charles Band. And Charles Band wanted to get in on uh, kind of the Jurassic Park thing, but he was more inspired by Godzilla. He made something called Zarkor, the thing from Venus. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> and um, it's not good. It's okay. not good at all. Um, it's, it's going bad, on the okay. It's going on the wheel. Yeah. No. God, please, the fans, delete this <laughs> segment. We're gonna blur out the name of the title. <laughs> um, but so, and then a lot of people would probably say things like uh, Godzilla's Revenge, which is one of my. F- favorites because it is so bizarre it's so out there there's not another movie in the whole series like it i get more bored with the kind of the godzilla movies from the 90s because they're very samey but a lot of people like them because they have a heavy continuity and uh, they reward a close watch Mm. but i think they're a little boring okay um okay last last question robert is a simple simple thumbs up thumbs down question what's your thoughts on godzuki what Godzuki is the son of Godzilla. Well, God, Godzuki is Godzilla's nephew oh, my from bad, the sorry. Hanna-Barbera Godzilla cartoon. <laughs> Min, Minya, or Manila is really his name, is the son of Godzilla from the Godzilla Showa era. And oh my I'm gosh. big pro Manila. Pro, pro, kinda, pro Manila? Yeah, and I'm kind of eh on Godzuki. Uh, he doesn't have much of a role. He's just Scooby-Doo, but big lizard. i remember i remember watching the poorly dubbed uh i think it was mystery science theater and they had the son of godzilla or godzilla's nephew or whatever as a little like a child in a in a costume little rubber costume and i was thinking what is this (laughs) who who proved this that was a a dwarf wrestler (laughs) named little man manchin and oh my god you know uh, the name of the guy in the suit yes i do (laughs) little man manchin Little Man Manchin, he was a dwarf wrestler in Japan. And uh, he he does, I think he does a great job. Like, what, I mean, of course, you got to have a, a dwarf wrestler as the son of Godzilla. Like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we're going to we're going to dedicate this uh, this episode to the the memory of Little Man Manchin. Rest in peace, wherever you are. <laughs> does uh, your, it, it, I'm assuming your fiance is your wife now, right? Yes, we are now married. Two years. So, it, are you just spitting monster uh, movie <laughs> facts at her to, uh, you know... Uh, Does she share the same the, affinity of uh, monster movies? Well, she actually produces my show and that she, she handles a lot of the stuff oh my I, God. I'm either too dumb to or don't care to learn. <laughs> this is foreplay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, we she watch, she enjoys a lot of these movies. Like, her, her father... Uh, is very into cryptozoology and like uh, I love it, kind of unknown stuff. So uh-huh. she always liked monsters growing up because they were just around all the time. Mm. And so it wasn't a big stretch for her to come from, 
you know, Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. Who dresses to... as Godzilla in the bedroom? Is it you or <laughs> No, it's Godzuki, damn it. He's <laughs> got Little Man Munchin's actual on-set used, uh, film-used uh, costume. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, hey, uh, Robert, you got anything else you want to uh, give to our listeners before we let you go? Uh, I'll, I'll recommend some uh, Stranger giant monster movies. The Gamera mm. series is uh, one that ran concurrent to the Godzilla series in the 70s and 60s. Uh, they're very bizarre. Uh, the director, Noriaki Yuasa, was always at odds with the studio. trying to. He was trying to make children's films. They wanted to make serious monster movies, mm. and they have bizarre tonal whiplash. And, like, <laughs> I, I love them. And they, they did a Gamera trilogy in the 90s that was much more serious. And they're excellent films. Hmm. Um, I've heard, I heard, I know the name Gamera, but I don't know anything about it. So yeah, we'll have to The look giant it flying turtle with tusks. Fuck yes. Oh, um, fuck yes. I'm on board. I didn't know he was the turtle one. Yep. I'm a big turtle fan. Fan of turtle. I like turtles, as they say on the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, our listener Shane is loving this right now. He's a big monster movie fan. He, he spouts off all the crazy ones that I never heard of, too. He's in his I'm Godzilla onesie right now <laughs> listening to this. And I'll say this specifically to Shane. Listen to Record All Monsters wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel, and we're on Twitter, Instagram. Just search Record All Monsters. It will pop right up. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Robert, for being on the show. We'll see you next time, Thanks buddy. for inviting me. Yeah, I had a good time. You got it. Bye-bye. Oh, our oh, our German listeners are loving this right now. I forgot I was going to say the same thing, but I guess I already have a drop on the board. <laughs> wow, Robert, wealth of knowledge, an encyclopedia of like old monster movies. That's great. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear you'll hear names of directors that you didn't know existed on Record All Monsters. So, um, but anyways, uh, colossal time. That was uh, that was yeah. a, that was fun. Let's get into our initial thoughts. You sure. is your guys's first time both watching Colossal, correct? Yes, mm. first time. Joseph, mm. what did you think? Um, at first, I wasn't super into this movie, mm-hmm. and then it was pretty slow. At the, in like the first, I don't know, third. Yeah, first of, act, first third of the movie. Um, and um, and then you know the whole monster thing happens. And you get maybe the, you get like a little taste or hint mm-hmm. at what is going on. And um, when it started, like, I guess the inciting incident or the, yeah. the, uh, the appearance of the monster, um, it was pretty interesting. This whole movie was really weird. Yeah. It's very Definitely odd. odd movie. And um, I'm glad I didn't watch the trailer at first. I watched. Well, I actually, I still haven't seen it. I've only seen what I <laughs> what you, you edited, what you heard in the beginning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this movie is like really kind of sad mm-hmm. and scary. <laughs> yeah, and just like it's just really aggravating to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to think of a movie where Jason Sudeikis doesn't play an asshole. Mm. I can't think of any of the Jason Sudeikis movies. I just know him from SNL. I know. Actually, what, he was in a romantic comedy, I feel like. He was that. in Hall Pass. Didn't see that one. He was in... Um, it's like a Mother's Day related movie that he, he was, was in. He was in We're the Millers. Oh, yeah. That, well, oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen it, but... 
Um, and then is it no? Is it not Hall Pass? Not Hall Pass. Um, it's a horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. He, oh, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the one that has sex with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah him, yeah. Charlie Day, and uh, Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Bateman. Jason Bateman. <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Bateman's the American Psycho. No, that was that was. <laughs> that was oh, okay. Comedy. Got it. Um, <laughs> come on, you gotta keep up. Um, but yeah, the whole movie was. Yeah, weird, and then also very aggravating, and just, like, it wasn't super enjoyable to watch. Um, It was really, like, idea of the monster being linked Mm -hmm. was really interesting and creative, Um, and, like, just, like, a new idea and Mm. cool. Um, But... um, Feel like it had some missed potential, maybe. I feel like it was trying to be messagey, but I just don't know what it was. <laughs> mm. Like I was trying to say something. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I just, I'm, but then the end of it, like the very end of it, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Eternal Sunshine. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> start, all, start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I did like it. I don't know if I would watch it again. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, Tyler, how about you? Uh, First time. Y- yeah, this was my first viewing, and I did watch the trailer, so I knew that there was a link between Anne Hathaway's character and the monster, but I didn't really, like, know, like, what link it was going to be. So, that, I mean, the trailer does reveal that there is a link, so, sure. I mean, you're going to go into well, that's it. That's the whole premise. Is yeah. like, that's the hook yeah. to get you in. But when you start the movie, though, it definitely leads you off into a way where could be ambiguous Mm -hmm. and so i thought it was really good uh i just you know like the character development was a little bit lopsided uh the boyfriend was Uh, was like which one the british one yeah yeah the british one like i i so i mean i i sorry i have a lot of thoughts like like shooting out into my brain right now so i'm just like thinking like so when you're introduced to Anne Hathaway's character, it's like she's like this uh, f up of uh, of a she's person. She's unemployed, yeah. unemployed, well, alcoholic. They, yeah, well, eh, nah, Her, kind Her, of alcoholic, but um, now she's an alcoholic, and and so she comes in. So like the first scene, she comes in. She's just like, "Are you a little angry at me, or are you a lot angry at me?" And he's like sitting there, just like <laughs> fuming. Just doing anything, I mean, and. I would be too. Eating brekkie. I, you know, but I was thinking about it too. It's like, I I wouldn't like, I just like, you know, I, I have a very good security in my relationship. If uh, I don't don't think he's worried about her cheating on him, but his initial thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you like it really into it? Yes. I I did like it. Uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, definitely pulls the curtain from your eyes. Uh, because you know he's presented as like a good guy you know and he's presenting like goodwill towards her when she goes into the town and then <laughs> it's just pulled the rug right out from under you there we go it's uh, uh subverts your expectations yeah uh it, I, yeah, great great stuff uh in like really the idea of like killing you know hundreds of thousands of people yeah uh that was heavy so yeah no i liked it i think it should have leaned more into one aspect and to the other but uh you know you get what you you get what you take from a concept like this it's a really big concept 
Yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> All right. So this is my second viewing. Uh, I thought that it was a unique enough movie, and I think that not enough people have seen the movie that I, I wanted to bring it to our audience and talk mm-hmm. about it with you too. Um, it's not, definitely not like top tier favorite, but the creativity of the story is is very uh, unique. and Certainly original. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just talked with Robert Kelly. He's seen every monster movie on the planet, and he's like, I've never seen this concept before two yeah. con- two concepts mm-hmm. one that the person is controlling them who's seemingly un- un- unattached in any other way and the other one that they just materialize out of nowhere and then disappear out of nowhere so it's that's kind of it's really interesting so um i agree with tyler the jason sudeikis's turn was shocking yeah and he plays a, he's a great dirtbag mm-hmm. yeah you really fucking hate him <laughs> yeah yeah you do and they kind of dance around him like it's it's kind of weird. Like, well, I'll get into that a little, a little later. But that part that part was uh, satisfying because you're just like, oh, fucking that douche! I hate that guy. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, you don't really like any of the characters. You like him for a little bit, and then you like the kind of friends, the hangarounds. They're they're likable. I think it's kind of a funny running gag that the one guy is just really stupid. <laughs> and they're having just there's a throwaway line where they're just having a conversation about something about the monster and the YouTube video that they just watched. And uh, he's just like, well, I'm lost. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's, and it's just a normal yeah. conversation about the young guy, the young guy. Yeah. yeah. I liked him. I liked Tim Blake Nelson's character. He was he was cool. His it's a pretty ma- realistic like, you know, like response to because like, how do you like even like conceptualize something like that? That people outside of. uh soul we're a little too casual, casual about this whole thing yeah yeah well really. i mean you know it's not happening to them though so it's like yeah you can well that's crazy huh yeah, yeah. they did they did mention that briefly they're like well i mean if it's just happening in soul kind of sucks for them but i mean the rest of us there I mean, is a line i i yeah there is a line about they, that. Don't, somebody says like oh we're like think about how lucky you are we're just watching it yeah exactly yeah but at the same time, wouldn't you just like leave Soul if you monster like wouldn't you just uproot? I know people are just like still doing their life. Yeah, I, like well, I mean, even though a monster could appear at any, so. I know, <laughs> I know. And it's and the the weird thing too is it's like it's the same time and it's in the same place. People are like, oh my god! I know, the, the sirens go off and people are just doo, 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 going shopping, gonna go get some noodles or whatever. Yeah, it seems strange, but um, I liked the the character interactions, um. I thought that uh, the ending was satisfying. It was I. I kind of wish he would. It was fucked up. I kind of wish he would have flicked his head off or something. I thought he was gonna like. I thought, yeah, like, me too. That's bite, what like, I was like biting. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. And how stupid do you have to be when you're in the arm of a hand of a monster to say, "Let me go, you fucking bitch." He couldn't because she couldn't hear him. You you get the idea that you she could. She probably felt the energy. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then he just she chucks him she for like miles hooks him, yeah they they do they do dance around the death in a, in an interesting way like they pulled a lot of punches back with that because when he's casually saying well i'm just gonna take a walk through the park and it's like that means that there's gonna be a thousand people dead and he yeah, maybe yeah. potentially and then when she throws him it's like yeah he's dead and if this was directed by Ari Aster, it would have shown him hitting the tree and splitting into three pieces or something. I mean, I at, that, at that velocity, yeah. he, he like would have been he, like, he road rashed down to yeah. the bone. Like, yeah. Yes, he turned into dust. Well, I mean, I love this movie. What? I, hmm? I, you love this movie? Hold on. Uh, 
There you go. I love this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I really like the way the movie portrays manipulation in human relationships. Mm. Uh, it's because essentially Anne Hathaway, you know, she breaks up with or she gets broken up. Or actually, not even yeah. bro- she gets broken up with and kicked out of this uh, really bougie New York apartment. She goes back to her hometown and I don't know. New Hampshire. Head, New Hampshire. And do they really explain like the house like at it's all? Her parents' house. Briefly, she says, "I went back. I went back to the old house." She's talking to her sister or something. So I'm like assuming like it's, it's just like an empty a house like, that they own. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure. That, and you know, at first I was kind of bothered by the details of that. So it's like, oh, she just goes to a house and she lives there. But I, I suspended my reality from it for the sake for of this the, monster the, movie. Yeah, for the sake of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, uh, you know, we get into Jason Sudeikis' character introducing himself. Apparently, they're childhood friends, which, I mean, later in the movie, it's kind of, like, weird. Like, we, their relationship is not as good as you think that might be. Yeah. Their but, history but, is not as... But, I've, I mean, I've... I, I don't know about you guys, but I've run into people who, in elementary school and junior high, I thought that guy's a fucking asshole. I don't want to be friends with that guy. And then you see him 20 years later, 15 years later. And you're like, uh, Oh, Hey, what's up, man? What have you been up to? And they're just like, it's kind of like shaking the etch a sketch. It's like, yeah, we did a lot of fucked up things in your kids. You know, you can't hold everybody to it. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, you know, I, I've been mugged by one of my childhood, uh, people that I was growing up with. And then I ran into them and then I'm just like, Oh, Hey, and they're just mugged me. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, wait, there is a scene towards the end of the movie. Like I know we're kind of jumping around a lot, but um, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where, you know, like the thing happens with the, like the lightning bolt in like, I was kind of under the impression after that scene, like, Oh, they were kind of bullying each other or something like that. Like, because I think he was je- jealous. I think he was just an asshole. Yeah. I think he was jealous of her because he specifically Their parents says, knew each other too, obviously because yeah, he yeah, got a town. key from, uh, the parents for that abandoned house. Well, they he's he talks about in the bar. He's telling his friends about how she would. They did a creative writing thing every year, and she would win every year. Mm. And he shows a little bit of jealousy right there. And I think he was probably jealous of her little diorama or whatever. Oh, so yeah. when the opportunity present him presented for him to stomp it to bits, he just fucking did it because he's a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. And then and then her hatred like a Sith Lord. Uh, gave her power <laughs> that was kind of like i don't know it just didn't really explain it that well no it's just like is it a lightning storm and just like she's so mad that yeah she's she's a conduit for lightning she just becomes like and i'm assuming that's where her nervous tick tick comes from the scratching of the head because there's she a got, scar she got yeah scratched on the or lightning bolted on the head yeah but why does he get a robot because he had the robot he got, toy. He, he got struck too. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And but, and uh, but in in uh, time crimes um, <laughs> made by made by the same guy, there is a lot of that too, where it's like, this is just how it works. Just get on board or get or don't. You know. <laughs> yeah. And that and that's kind of like as I was going further into move into Somehow the, the movie. monster toy and the mon- the robot toy manifests into a giant yeah. thing. Yeah. Because why not? You just have to. You just have to suspend your belief. In, oh, yeah, she has a yeah. toy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'd be weird if she had like a Polly Pocket. <laughs> comes, oh yeah, becomes a a giant baby doll or the something. Stay puffed, marshmallow man. Yeah, yeah that, or a Furby. 
Oh, oh my God. I, I feel like that would have been more terrifying to have a Furby uh, Who terrorizing soul. You, you may want to watch the Mitchells versus the Machines, uh, Tyler. Oh, I, you know, I might have to. What I also, I, I constantly throughout the movie, uh, there's a, there's another movie that I think Tyler stream picked a while ago called uh, Young Adult. Oh yeah. With uh, Charlize, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron and Pat Oswalt. Yeah. And she's just a, just a, I mean, she's not like a bad person, but she's definitely like a fuck up. Like she's not a model per, not a model citizen. And it's uh, basically like someone who like went into their thirties, but they're still like in their like early twenties. Yeah, and then because the, they were like given like, and she's and she's a little bit more. I mean, the character in Young Adults a lot more shitty, I think, than this person is. Than, um, <laughs> yeah. Anna Hathaway's character, but throughout the whole movie, every time she like falls asleep on a goddamn park bench or falls asleep mid blowing an air mattress up. I'm like, man, she's a mess. She is a mess. And and you're like, you're assuming that she's like in her mid thirties too. Like she, because Anne Hathaway, she does not look like she's like in her like late twenties or anything or even early thirties. Like she looks, I'll tell you what she is in. She's in her second trimester while filming this movie. No way. Are you serious? She was pregnant throughout the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I can notice none of her clothes are form fitting. They're all a little loose. They're like button up shirts. Jacket. Yeah. (laughs) Giant jacket. Yeah. And it could, I mean, that could, you could chalk it up for character development, but she was pregnant, uh, six months pregnant. Wow. During the movie. With who? A baby. A baby. No, I mean, like, who is the dad? I don't know. I don't know. The Lord. (laughs) It's an immaculate conception. (laughs) Anne Hathaway is immaculate. Yeah. Um, Is that what that means? Immaculate? I think that's the name of that's that's Jesus's the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. Is it Immaculate? I thought yeah. Immaculate was like a regal term. Like, uh, like immac- that, that like that's uh, neither here or there. Immaculate, <laughs> I think tech, the technical definition of immaculate is um flawless without blemish. Yeah. Well anyway. I guess immaculate. Hold on a second, Tom. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, we have important okay. we have important things to do. To immaculate. Uh perfectly clean, neat, or tidy. Free <laughs> from sin. Oh, in, in theology, it means free from sin. <laughs> Interesting. And there's also a, there's also a fan, a, one of the most famous football catches of all times. That's called the Immaculate Reception, and, and it's like a, it's a it's like from one end zone to the other. It's like a hail mary pass uh, mm. at the end of the game. And well, I'm glad I'm glad we could uh, <laughs> uh, just clarify get that for the down. listeners out yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, Jesus I, and football both use the term. Yeah, but Jason Sudeikis' character, man, like... like, He was toxic toxic, uh, masculinity. Masculinity, toxic... uh, I mean, they weren't boyfriend and girlfriend at all. No, they weren't. He did did have that, like, possessive... There was some red flags, though. Like, he... uh, In Hathaway's character, she says, like, oh, were you following me this whole time? And he says... Yeah, I was following you this whole time. Like, what are you like? How would you not be creeped out by that? Like, because it's like supposed to be like a sensual like scene. Well, at that point, they'd already been intermingling and kibitzing quite a bit before that. So I know it, it wasn't but, like if if he would have picked her up in the truck at the very beginning and be like, "Hey, um, you're here. You, you trying to get back on your feet after you got fired from that internet job?" She'd be like, "Uh, fucking weirdo," you know. No, yeah. no, but that's still it. it Imagine, imagine. Okay, so well, like, we, put yourself, put yourself it's here. Social media, you can't really. Yeah, social media a, makes that's things different. Yeah, but he didn't say social media. He just says he's been following her. Like it, that just Follow, sounds creepy. Quote unquote, following, following on social media. Yeah, like keeping up. Like okay, but if I was to say that to someone in my childhood, like that you would I say would, it like, yes, I've been following you. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I would say it. No, like I would just be like, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, shoot. They, regardless, they would know that I was following them on social media anyway. So like there should be already a familiarity. Like there shouldn't be like this like surprise like, oh, uh, you've been following it's me? It's not like her getting fired like made the news or something. Like it's yeah. not going to. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's Local not, writer gets fired from her job. No, right? I'm not, and I'm not saying the news, but like, you he know, we good, all we all follow people on social media. I have, so a Google, like, I have a Google alert set for everyone in my graduating class. <laughs> anytime something happens, anytime something it's, happens to them. Yeah. Local, yeah. It's like, local Vacaville person. I mean, it, Angela Knutson gets not a job that, at Walmart. It's not that weird. It's like you see someone on Instagram, you see the story. You don't say and, that and you're then, following then, them. No, no, no. That's just a generic term. Yeah. And then you see him later that day. It's like, oh, I saw you made a quesadilla earlier today. And it's like, yeah, you posted on your story. It's like no secret. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't, they haven't seen each other for like what, like 15 years at the least? Like, I don't know. It just seems creepy to me. So that was like a red flag to me. And I was just like, okay, like there, there's something you know the, going you know on. The other red flag, it's kind of far into it. But when she goes to his house and he's got the pictures of his like ex and, and it's all, all like faces scratched, are scratched out. out and stuff. That was creepy. I thought it was his mom. No, that was because <laughs> I would think that too, if it wasn't for the little girl, because he's like, yeah. actually her, him or she moved in and her daughter. And when he's, she's telling him or he's telling her the story, but that was, that's, that's never healthy. I mean, no. I mean, I deal Fucking with a bitch. Deal with a breakup anyway. You're gonna to going to. So he's it, a but. bad breaker upper. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> so mean, he's so like in Seinfeld. Like you say, Anne Hathaway. guy who's a bad yeah. breaker upper, and he goes, she breaks up with him. And he goes, yeah. Well, okay, big head, and then he, <laughs> <laughs> and then that fucks with her later, and then you got a, you got a big head. I mean, you, you say Anne Hathaway is, is the alcoholic, but. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, oh, like all his, his character was like he's a hoarder. Um, yeah, he was, that too. He was the definition of an alcoholic because you know he'd get drunk, he'd do all these things, say like these very shameful things, like just like oh, you killed hundreds of people. After he finds out that that's, that's the a monster, toxic. that's a toxic. That's a that's a that's a toxic thing, not just alcohol. Yeah, that's too. No, that's that's what that goes hand in hand and but then when he wakes up in the morning and gets sober he sends his lackey to give this furniture he's been hoarding to mm -hmm. Anne Hathaway another example of toxic uh, masculinity yeah gift or like boyfriend toxic boyfriend even though they're not dating yeah yeah and then um and then she goes over there and he's like you know he's hungover and he's like oh i just feel so ashamed she's like yeah you should be and i thought and that was a crying Another yeah. example of toxic masculinity, feigning emotion. Yeah, see, a, I see a lot of uh, of uh, detective heart in his character. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a dickhead! Not really. I, I think this was like surface on the movie. The surface level, like content, was a really good a uh, a really good idea of playing with uh, human relationship manipulation and like you said, toxic max masculinity. And I think it was done really well. Um, I feel like the monster part almost could have been taken out of this movie. And this would have just been a, like an okay drama. It would, I think, I think oh, it would have been boring. A lot of less movie. people would have watched it. Yeah. Without the, sure. mon without the monster, it's like, it's a, it's a so, so relationship movie that really doesn't, they don't even have a relationship. It's more a movie about uh, control and, uh, psychopathic behavior or sociopathic yeah. behavior but uh uh the, one of the what i was going to say before my initial thoughts is that there's a 
there's a, a point when he turns and he turns into this raging douchebag. Mm-hmm. And in the real world, he's holding back. Like he's not a full on abusive asshole physically. No. Like they get in the fight and she slaps him and then he like kind of pushes her and he like holds back. And you could tell you're like, is he going to punch her? And it only goes into that the very last part until he finally lets loose and punches her. And then he punches in the stomach, and then he like pushes her down or whatever. And, yeah. and then you're like, okay, now he's turned into a physically abusive monster as well. But they're not the monsters. <laughs> we are. Humans are the real monsters. <laughs> uh, but it, at the same time, he's willing to kill thousands of people just to get his way with her. And I'm not meaning in the biblical sense. He's, he's trying to get his way, his, his will against her. And he's just like, I'm just going to wipe out half a soul. If you're not here, if you go fly off with him, the blood is on your head. And you're like, that is infinitely worse than punching one woman. Yeah. (laughs) But you almost feel like that's the worst thing at the moment. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. They hold hold a lot back there. They never show the people dying in soul. They just talk about kind of roundabout about the carnage. Yeah. We're going to have to rebuild. The amount that we've lost is kind of like dancing around. They never say the death toll is to the 10,000s now. Yeah. yeah. They never once I mean, you that. can assume though. Sure. But sure. It's yeah. some uh, interesting, like if he hadn't have done that, his ultimate uh, punishment or whatever mm-hmm. seems pretty uh, too much. A little, little much, but yeah. he did do his, that thing. So yeah. he, he did He'd kill the people. He did smash the buildings or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think Anne Hathaway was a bit more impactful with her like realization that oh my god, like I've killed hundreds, if not thousands, of people with this connection I have with this monster. That is the other red flag is when she when she passes out, trips and falls and smashes the buildings mm-hmm. in Seoul. I think he's cool. He's like, yeah. The next morning, he's she's like, ah, it, it killed some people. So he's also racist. Oh, well, maybe. is it racist? Well, maybe. You, does he say, ah, they were just Asians? <laughs> they were just Koreans. No, but there's like another billion of them or something. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past his character see, yeah. to say that, though. That, yeah, I would that, That's the thing. Like, they didn't go that far, it's but like, <laughs> but like, I feel like she was like a lot more sympathetic to like the destruction that she caused mm-hmm. and then when you think about Jason Sudeikis's character going into that uh, the playground and of course, of course she's more sympathetic. He's a, he's a psychopath. Yeah. He's, he's a sociopath. I thought psychopaths worse. Sociopaths know the rules and will do whatever they want. Yeah, that's so right. Psychopaths that's right. don't know the rules. So they're less, yeah. they're less ca- culpable basically. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. And I just like, I feel like a lot of billionaires are sociopaths. That's true. I was going to say, I used to, Bree Bree says that I'm a psychopath, but maybe I'm more of a sociopath. I don't know about that. I don't know either. Uh, We'll talk off. But what I, what I do, (laughs) what I do know is that I wish they would have showed the collateral damage to the monsters, because I feel like then you would have been a little bit more engaged into what is happening between the relationship between Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, because there's a lot more at risk. It's not just uh, some toxic relationship. You have hundreds of thousands of lives on the line Mm -hmm. based on uh, the two drunks. Um, before you got to the climax and the resolution where she flies to the other side of the world, 
how did you guys think it was going to end? Because mm. I've already seen it once and I was forgot that she goes there. As soon as I saw the map, I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but I was thinking, how do they end I this? I thought it was like, I don't know, like... She's going to shoot him? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like something... Like I feel like she could have easily called the cops on him for driving drunk. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. Not one cop in this goddamn town. <laughs> like that's, I feel like he's he could, drinking at a playground. I feel like he could. Like she could have easily done that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought like the end it was approaching when like he he does like he doesn't hold back anymore and he really? beats, beats the shit out of her. Oh, okay. I thought that was what was gonna happen. Like she's gonna I don't know. She's gonna push her or push him. And he's gonna like hot fuzz falls on like a volleyball like stand. Oh yeah, or a <laughs> tether ball stand. Yeah, and it like, gets oh. impaled. Oh yeah, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, could um, but um, he dies in the in the in a sort of accidental way. or something. Yeah, something like that. Or he just gets I don't know arrested. Or just, I have no idea. Yeah, um, I didn't really. Th- that's just like I didn't really have an idea of how mm. it was gonna end. Mm. Um, it was kind of cool how it ended, although they don't really explain why it's just on the other side of the world like it's just like get on board baby that's it yeah okay it's happening (laughs) that's why it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense i mean that's and that's why it's weird Mm -hmm. um but like i didn't bother me that much but it's just like it's funny because the concept is is that you're like you don't get enough explanation about it you you don't know you're not explaining the rules but as soon as she's on the other side of the world you're like oh i see what's going to happen and then <laughs> you're like oh she's going to walk underneath him and then there he's there he's going to be the only thing that i thought was how did she know where he th- was that's exactly <laughs> what i was going to say the only thing that disturbed me about this the quote unquote rules that they set out is that she reaches down and grabs him <laughs> and it's perfect i was kind of expecting her to grab three or four times at him before yeah. she gets him <laughs> or grab him and how does she know that would she been kind of funny. It. She feels him. Well, it, it, it established earlier in the movie that when they shoot the missiles at her and the helicopter crashes into her monster head, that she, she feels, feels it. it. So there has to be a physical um, response to yeah. that too. But um, and then the final, the literal last shot of the movie when she sits down in the bar and she's like, "Do you want to hear a story?" First off, I'd kick that person out of my noodle bar. Yeah. She looked insane with the blood, the blood vessel broken in her eye. Oh, she says, "Do you want to hear an amazing story?" Yeah, exactly. And she's like, "Yeah, for sure." And, and she goes, and she goes, "Of course." Yeah. Like, do you want a drink? And then she sighs. She's like, "Ugh." Like what? Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. She's back that to being alcohol. Yep. She 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 was uh, doing a, a, a pleasantry, and then you're just sighing at her. Well, it's offer. It's like offering a crackhead some cocaine after not being on cocaine for a week. Uh, I don't want cocaine. Do you have crack? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have some crack? Um, yeah. Anything I, else? I thought this movie was going to end in the way of like the military, like finding out that there's a connection between the two and then they just get Exploit like, it. then they just get like, <laughs> that would have been weird. They just get a redder. Well, I just thought it was, I really wanted like that, like hard left turn of them just like, you know, fighting it out in like that playground. And then all of a sudden, like you have like this, like black ops, like military taking them into like some secret military prison into area 51 or whatever. And Tim Blake Nelson revealed to the government. Yeah. That's what was happening. Oh yeah. Yeah. But regardless, I think it ended fine. Um, it, was a clean and not fine for Jason Sudeikis. Well, no, he was. That uh, was a that. I mean, he got obliterated. If you think on a about mountain it, range. it's like the most like really fucked up because like you think about like he's flying miles through the air, hundreds of miles an hour, <laughs> too. miles through the air, 
Yeah. And like until he lands, it's just like you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. He he's not even that's yeah. fine. He deserved worse. Than and that. then she like she's uh, like you see what's happening in the robot, just, and uh, she throws throws the robot, and it lands in North Korea. I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> that would be great. Takes takes out the dear leader, or it disappears. It disappears because they yeah because the lightning go- like does the well. Thing. I think it, I think it goes outside of the affected zone. Uh, like they're only working that square radius of Seoul or whatever. Yeah, which um. I thought it was kind of too funny. I commented to Brie while we were watching this, the love of my life, <laughs> um, that the people that were watching all this shit go down in Seoul on the streets when she picks him up and the robot's floating in the air all squished. Yeah. I was like, they're like, I know this is pretty weird, but that's even weirder. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just vertically. I thought she was going to just. Me too. Yeah, yeah. or bite the head off or something. I don't know. She could have taken his little legs and pulled them apart, bone tomahawk yeah. style. Yeah, that's true. I, I, she, yeah, she I, has more. Uh, she has more. Some more uh, compassion than that. She's just gonna. Yeah. Let him think about his impending death for the. Tw- I thought she was just gonna like twenty five seconds. Just drop. Just yeah, or, or spike him like a football. <laughs> I think the movie ended fine though. Like it yeah, was. It, it was. It was a tight bow onto a very absurd concept, and yeah, you know by. Fair enough. I Good like stuff. it. Good um, stuff. Let's put some grades on this. Uh, Joseph, what do you grade Colossal? Um, I'm going to give Colossal a Colossal uh, B. B for for Colossal. <laughs> B for... Bleh, I don't know. <laughs> B for a lot, lot of beer drinking. Drunk B for beer. <laughs> <laughs> For Tim yeah, Blake was, Nelson, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> like it was, like the tw- the 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 subversion of expectations of of Jason Sudeikis' character was like the most good turn, like fucked up thing. Yeah, and like the most unexpected thing I would have expected to have in a movie full <laughs> of unexpected concepts. Yeah, the human the human twist was more. Un- yeah, that unexpected. was like I was I was like scared for her. Mm-hmm. And they had like a weird relationship after that. Yeah, like you come to work, and then she goes to work, and it's just, yeah. I well, know. yeah, because uh, thousands of people might die. It's if just, she doesn't. Yeah, it just seems so. Yeah, it was just so messed up. Yeah, uh, Tyler, what do you grade Colossal? I would give this a B as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it has some rewatchability. You know, it's it's not a it's not a bad movie. Uh, I liked it a lot. I think that there should be, you know, uh, more monster movie concepts in the vein of Colossal. Uh, I think there's a lot more improvement on the idea, but mm-hmm. uh, I really like the, uh, you know, comparison of like you know toxic relationships between monsters. So yeah, mm-hmm. B for me. All right, uh, I will give Colossal a uh, a B plus for the creativity. It was def- mm. definitely mm. was some. Um, it w- was not very artistically shot in a lot of ways. Um, the characters, I think, were were f- fully developed. I think the characters were exactly what you could get out of them. Um, but I feel like the writing lacked a little bit in the relationship, and it seemed some some of the decision making seemed just a little out of place. So, um, could it have been improved, Bond? Probably. But um, the maybe maybe if that writer 
the writer of this movie were to put it in the hands of a more competent filmmaker, you could make something really extravagant. But again, it was it's still a really well-made movie, and mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it. B-plus for me. Nice. All right, time for the wheel. One wheel, eight slots, three hosts. This is the Wheel of Destiny. Now, Colossal has been on the wheel since April 3rd of 2021. Wow. Yeah, it's been on there for a long time. April, May, June. Yeah, we're around the middle of June now. It's been, I mean, it's been on there for a minute. So I'm going to replace Colossal with a movie that I love and has come up on this show and I think has a lot that we can talk about and a lot of uh, funny scenes and throwbacks to other movies. Hot Fuzz. Ah. Hot. Perfect Halloween movie. Fuzz. Yes, the first annual middle-class film class Halloween extravaganza. Uh, Joseph listed this as one of his top five movies. To watch during. To watch during Halloween. During Halloween. Hot fuzz. Controversial decision. Yeah, that was a controversial decision because there's no spooky factor to it. Oh, there is. So we'll we'll, we'll get into that when it lands on the wheel. So what's the date today? The 19th. Juneteenth. Oh, it's Juneteenth. Mazel tov. Okay, let's recap what's on the wheel. We have Hot Fuzz from Pete, Brokeback Mountain from Tyler, Antichrist from Pete, that is listener Chris's selection, Natural Fan Pick, Joseph's Fan Pick, Eagle versus Shark, Joseph's Choice from Deanna, Natural Fan Pick, and Tyler's Fan Pick. Mm-hmm. So we're going to give the wheel a spin and see what we watch on episode 95. Ooh. Oh, it's about time. Eagle versus Shark. A fan pick from Deanna. Yeah, Joseph's, Listener Deanna. Joseph's ex-girlfriend is going to be so happy to hear her movie was chosen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, As am I. Yeah. Oh, I, love I, it. I love the movie, too. Um, Tyler, you ever seen it? No, I haven't. I have not. Taika Waititi's first Shame. feature-length movie, Eagle it's, versus Shark. As it's been called many times, it's the New Zealand uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh really? No. Okay. I mean, it's there's it's, there's aspects similarities. There's some awkward characters. Okay. Uh, this is streaming on Paramount Plus, Crackle, and Plex. I can probably, Crackle for free. I think. Yeah, Crackle's free. Plex is free. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna rent this one. Yeah, you can you can rent it for three bucks on YouTube. So, uh, or Apple TV HD. <laughs> so. Uh, what is, what's Eagle vs. Shark about? Eagle vs. Shark is about a girl named Lily who is living in New Zealand, who is a Kiwi. Um, and uh, she works at a fast food restaurant. Meaty boy. She, she has a crush on... When you said Kiwi, I thought you meant like the fruit. Like no. she was an actual no, There kiwi. are fruit in no, the movie. The bird. Um, oh. And oh, wait, really? Get close on that mic, Tyler. I can barely hear you. Get on the mic. Sorry. Um, and um, yeah, so she has a crush on Jermaine uh, Clement's character, Jared... And um, he, they sort of start hanging out a little bit. He invites her to a party, an animal party, <clears> and uh, where you dress up as your favorite animal. She dresses up as a shark. He dresses up as an eagle. Hence the name Eagle vs. Shark. And then they fight to the death. And they do fight. They do fight to the death. Actually, yeah. In in, in one sense, they fight to the death. Yeah. You'll have to see. You have to watch. Um, well, I can't wait. And uh, then she goes on a little uh, vacay, sort of. 
he goes back to his hometown and she stays with him in this, uh, on his parents' property. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, then they have a, a relationship of sorts. Hmm. Um, and it's really cute, really kind of Quir- really quirky, quirky, dry humor. Um, and, uh, kind of sad also. Um, it's a good look back at where Tyka started. Yeah. You can see, you can see the blueprints of what he's made, uh, you know, today. Yeah. And, but it's a lot, he's definitely more ever evolved yeah. since then. I thought boy was his first one. No, boy was his second one. I love boy. Boy is also very good. Yeah. Um, a lot more sad. Yeah. Taika started injecting himself more and more into each movie he made. Eagle versus shark. He's just, he's in it, mm-hmm. but not as much as you might think. Boy, he is, he's a lot, he's a, there's a lot of Taika in boy. Um, but yeah, Eagle <laughs> versus shark. Um, yeah, very cool. good. I'm excited. Can't wait. Okay, until next time. This has been episode 94. Tune in next week as we watch Eagle vs. Shark, streaming just about nowhere. Uh, Follow us on Facebook. Join in the conversations. Post your favorite memes. Tell us what you like. Facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast. And send us an email, mcfcpodcast at gmail.com so we can read it on the air. And follow us on Twitter, at podcast mcfc. And please follow us on Instagram at middle class film class. And also, do we have a uh, voicemail too? No, I'm not putting the voice na- <laughs> I'm not putting the voicemail number up now because no one sends us any. <laughs> Why? Do, are you still paying for it? Do you cancel the subscription? No, I'm still paying. For okay. It. <laughs> well, listen to the last episode. We can get the GD voicemail. It'll number. be in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you next time. See ya. See ya. Bruce Wayne goes down on the first date.